second. You won't be able to hear me, Daniel. Okay. So we are blowing live. Let me get all my comments set up here. Uh, and uh, and we'll get this. Kick the tires and light the fires, as we used to say in the old Steam Navy. Okay. And so we're good there. And I am good here. Okay. All right. So now hopefully I can see all the comments. And um, welcome. It's Friday night. It is 1900 Central Standard. And uh, this is God Country Coffee. I'm really trying to work on my ums, especially when I listen to the replays. It's terrible. Um, those of you listening on Clubhouse, welcome. Thank you for joining. Um, we're going to get this show started here really quick. I'm gonna, I've got some announcements to make. Uh, first off, I have uh, some plugs for some of my sponsors, and uh, I'm going to just run through those really quick. Um, Third Day Coffee is uh, going to attend a, a video uh a, a webinar by Katie Chisholm. She's from Australia. She's a veteran of the Australian army. Her husband is active duty uh, in the Australian army and she does a ton of stuff for veterans uh, in Australia. And she has a website called the power within, and you can look on the comments. Uh, if you're on clubhouse, you'll have to hit up my Facebook or my Instagram uh, to get this information. I'll put these show notes afterwards. Um, she is hosting a webinar on the 16th of February for the United States because they're 17 hours ahead of us. Uh, but she does, uh, it's really worth it. She does this thing called an aura scan and I didn't really buy into it too much until she did it. And then the results were almost perfectly spot on. And so uh, it, it really took me by surprise. Uh, definitely worth it. I, I can't wait to get the rest of the information from her. The second thing is Coach Brian Stacy on Facebook. He goes by PK Stacy, uh, and he's the owner of Tricon Fitness. He's running a special right now called Seven by Seven. Seven men, seven months, seventy-seven dollars a month. What that entails? He's going to do nutrition. He's going to do uh, workouts, and the biggest part, which most men fail at, is he's going to be accountable. He's going to hold us accountable to our program. And I, I tell you, this guy, he's good. He's motivated. He's animated. He's educated. Uh, and he's extremely passionate about fitness. So check that out in the comments. Brian Gibson. Brian Gibson is what, for, for us veterans, is what you call where the rubber meets the road. And this guy is doing stuff for veterans uh, he's got a place called uh, FOB, Forward Operating Base Rush. Um, I put the website in our link uh, in the comments here, and he needs uh, 65 uh, supporters for $22 a month um, to get to a point where they can start paying help to get the things they need to get done. What they're going to do, they're going to house 12 homeless veterans or transitioning veterans in their facility, and they're going to do um, two veteran families um, and at no cost to them, obviously. And so that's called projectdiehard.org. Please check that out. Support those guys. They're awesome. And um, finally, and definitely not last, but those of you jarheads, 
uh, or Navy guys that like to pick on jarheads or Air Force that are tired of getting picked on and want to pick on the jarheads. Uh, Frank is actually a Marine, and he came up with, uh, just like everybody in the world knows what an MRE is, right? Meals ready to eat. Well, Frank came up with CREs, just for Marines, crayons ready to eat. And I've got the video, uh, uh, link to the video in my comments. And I also have the uh, website. He's doing a crowdfunding to get his passion into a real business and people are helping him and he's about to explode. So uh, he's do everything you can to help any one of these out. Again, Katie Chisholm, Coach Brian, um, Brian Gibson, and uh, and Coach Brian Stacy is not Coach is not Brian Gibson, right? Two different people. Uh, and then Frank, and so um, and Frank is the um, crayons ready to eat. So all those all those links are in the comments. Just look at them. You can click on them, copy them, paste them, share them, do whatever you can. So without further ado, I'm going to bring on my guest. Hello, baby. And I, I tried to make that in three minutes, but it took five, so I apologize. Uh, Daniel is uh, active duty still. He's a reservist, correct? Correct. And uh, he also runs a really neat program. He runs several. He does a lot. He's not just a single. Uh, he's not a one-trick pony. And I, I, I went over several times on how I was going to do this, and I'm not going to do it. I'm going to let Daniel do it because I didn't have a way – to properly introduce him with all that he does. So uh, without further ado, Daniel, introduce yourself first. Of course. Uh, I am a 20-year Air Force veteran, husband of a beautiful wife of 14 years, four kids ranging from 10 to 13. And uh, what we go over and do as a business is an outpouring of our marriage and our family is uh, learn and live. We in the military and in the world, we tend to. I apologize. What's up? Oh, I'm sorry. It was one of the other windows that I have. It decided oh, wow. to unmute itself. I apologize. It's okay. So from there, we created a business called Learn and Live because when you live and learn, you hurt yourself and you just, everything hits the wall. So instead, we started a business called Learn and Live because I kept hearing it all the time. It's like, we need to live and learn. We need to live and learn. I'm like, why? How about we learn and live? And what Learn and Live does is we help military veterans and first responders transform their lives from the bedroom to the boardroom. Right now, you're in my superhero battle rooms because we're really going to get in deep with, with questions and everything else that's going to be brought to the table. And what we go over and do and how do we do that? We do that through consulting. So. If you're struggling in the bedroom with your wife or husband in the here and now, we help you and consult you with wisdom. If it's going over in the living room with kids and parenting and communication, we consult you in the here and now and have a better future. If it's going over in the boardroom and you're making that transformation, not transition, we don't transition as veterans. We don't go back. We move forward and we transform. And if you're ready to transform in the boardroom, we consult you on that. Additionally, as we grew, a podcast which we do two to three days a week on several different social media platforms including Padapalo, which is a dynamic interactive podcasting app next we go over and do digital tv and we help veterans and first responders and the world at large to get their own digital tv show so that's what we do in a nutshell and the goal is to go over and to rewrite the script for us veterans 
and also first responders is because I almost ruined my marriage and my family and my business by doing the wrong things, by living and learning. And I want to learn and live and I want to help you guys also. So that's me in a nutshell. Awesome. So talk to me about where you grew up and what possessed you to join the military. I grew up in Rhode Island, so I lived there for about 18 years. I never thought of the military at all. I was a really apathetic kid and went through a lot of brokenness. My parents got a divorce. My brother died about a year and a half later, and I didn't realize at the time that I was getting sexually molested between 8 to 15. It was one of those things you don't know what you walked into until you become an adult and realize what you walked into. Well, all those three things combined kind of broke me. So I became really negative and really jaded in Rhode Island. And for basically from 15 on, I just do what I need to do to go over and survive. So when I graduated high school and college was starting to suck, people started calling me, you know, the recruiters, Selective Service Act. And I was the guy that's like arguing, like, how is it a Selective Service Act if I'm not selectively deciding to sign it? So I never thought I was going to be military. But, you know, when you're in brokenness, when you're in loneliness, when you're in a job that you go over and you're okay with, but you hate and you don't know where your life's going to go, sometimes phone calls happen. And it was the army at first, but I'm like, I don't want to die. You know, that was just my mentality back in the day. So then the Air Force called me and the same thing. I'm like, I don't want to go into service. But what happened was, is that they said, hey, this girl is needing to come to the recruiter and she's from my class and i had a crush on her since ninth grade so i thought prime opportunity drive her to the recruiter and go over and uh get to tell her in the car she goes over and tells me it's like i have a boyfriend so i'm like all right my heart's crushed and now i'm still driving to this recruiter awesome so i go in and start talking and everything else and she gets less convinced going into air force and i become more convinced of coming in and then she pulled this BS card in the middle of it. And I was already mad because she told me no. And she said, well, if I go in the service, I'm going to lose my boyfriend. I'm like, and somehow I had some infinite wisdom in that moment. I said, it doesn't matter the geographical location of your boyfriend, girlfriend, future spouse. It's a connection and the relationship is going to stay or not. She had a self-fulfillment prophecy and roughly 10 years later had a divorce, went in the service, which she said she was never going to go. And I went Air Force and she went civilian for a while until she went into another branch. And that's how I entered the Air Force. Wow. <laughs> you know, we didn't touch any of this stuff. All we touched was what, what you're doing for work. And so uh, mm -hmm. there's a whole lot more there, obviously, uh, than, than just a little bit that we touched on. And I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, uh, I want to make a shout out to the to uh, Frank and Eric and everybody who's watching on Clubhouse, the comeback coach, he's on. Um, and my friend Oscar that's watching over here, everybody else that's on Facebook. Again, we're here with Daniel Faust. <clears throat> and his website is on the ticker below, militarymarriagecounselingaz.com. Uh, mm -hmm. And if you look up, uh, you have a book too that's on Amazon, correct? I do. So the goal eventually is eight books. Right now, our first book is Leave No Marriage Behind. So all those things I told you about my past started carrying in my present. So when I got married seven years after I got into active duty, all those things from my parents' divorce, my brother's death, the sexual molestation, I never dealt with it. 
So it started erupting in my marriage. By year seven, I almost destroyed my marriage because of my brokenness and toxicity. So I had to get spiritually kicked in the you know where, and everybody else knows, to go over and get a clue. So all my pain became my purpose. All my mess became my message. And all of everything that I went through became a calling in my life. So I started to, once I went on deployment and got a revelation on this is what I'm supposed to do when I grow up, is to teach the world better relationships, it still took another five or seven years before that whole spiritual kick in the place that start applying. So so basically everything that's from my past is now becoming my future in a sense of helping people. And that's why I started Leave No Marriage Behind. That's why I started the website militarymarriagecounselingaz.com. And that's why we started the TV show is to help those people not just live and learn, but learn and live and not have to go through the brokenness what we went through and they can go over and go through a thriving life instead of just a surviving life. That's uh, I can't tell you how incredible uh, of a mission that is. And just the name, leave no marriage behind. I mean, that speaks to every military person who's ever worn a uniform. Um, you know, we're, we're always, I mean, it's ingrained in from day one that, you know, you don't leave anybody behind. And so, uh, that title, Leave No Marriage Behind, I think it's genius. Uh, and I haven't gone through the book. You and I just started. Uh, I've been actually on my heels. Uh, I'm still reading the book from the author that came on last week, uh, mm-hmm. Courageously Broken. And she's got a, a message of military sexual trauma and triumph. Um, but um, so what year did you enter the service and what, what did you do in the service uh, for the first few years? I, you told me that you had like seven different, you know, in, in the army, I guess they call them MOSs in the, in the Navy, we call them rates. Uh, but talk to me about your career uh, in the air force. So I can speak all branches. So I first started out as an aircraft mechanic and then I failed out of aircraft mechanic school. And from there, then they tried to make me military police. And fortunately, I failed out of that because I can't shoot worth a darn. And that saved my butt. So the career fields I started in active duty was basically an admin troop. So administration, uh, secretarial, whatever you want to go over and call. So I did that for about a year and a half. Shaw Air Force Base. That was in South Carolina, Sumter. So Fort Jackson's just up the road. I was there for a year and a half and I was like, oh, this base sucks. And I, and I was like, so I clicked on overseas assignments as quickly as possible. So I forgot I clicked on them because, you know, after you connect with people and you get to have relationships in real person, real time, like we used to, you tend to forget about the suck a little bit. But, you know, work was a struggle, but had good friends. Next thing I go up, I'm checking virtual MPF, which is kind of like the orders clerk virtually online. And it says, hey, Spengalum, Germany. I'm like, oh, going to Germany. And I, I looked at the I looked at the rate or the MOS, whatever you want to call it. And it said like eight mic. And I was like, what's an eight mic? And they said, that's a postal job. So I did postal special duty in Germany for two years. So I got taken down to Germany for two years. And then I went to Korea back into my old rate of admin which merged into comm. So they, the jobs have come together. So they took like signal and admin and merged them together and made it one job. So 
from there, I did that for a year. I was teaching people how to do that work, you know, from the from the network perspective. And then I went to McCord. McCord, now I got burnt out and toasty from teaching. So teaching and troubleshooting, doing the same time. It's like, hey, five day class once a month. And now I'm troubleshooting the network the remainder of the month. I come back and they're like, hey, do you want to teach again? I said, I don't know. They're like, well, I said, I guess so. So I did that for about four more years and they consolidated to a whole entire network center. So now you're not only just troubleshooting for your local unit, you're troubleshooting like say for the whole battalion or the whole fleet. So I'm dealing with thousands of people and training 20 people to keep the network going on. And that's when I had to rewrite the script for myself, at least initially. So I didn't get the memo in my marriage when I was active duty on the whole, like, you know, transforming my life, but I wanted to at least start transforming lives. So I looked at chaplain assistant or religious affairs, as they call it nowadays. And I looked at mental health, two drastically different rates. And basically the chaplain said I would go nuts because they knew my personality style. They're like, you're just going to be an admin person in the chapel. I'm like, oh, hell no. I've been doing this for years. No. So. I cross-trained the mental health to start helping out troops across the DOD. So I cross-trained into that and did that two years uh, with Wright Pat Air Force Base. And that ended my active duty career. So that's up until that point. Uh, after that, that's when I started to get the transformation because I transitioned out of active duty. It was a totally different life. And you realize when you lose your sense of purpose and you lose a sense of belongingness, you just are just floating. A lot of us veterans do when we get out or unless we scramble to the GS world or we scramble to college or anything else, we're still trying to figure out our next mission. And that was me. So I started my business initially under perspectives and reflections, teaching the world of better relationships, but going to churches aim, fire and miss. I did that 250 times. So after 250, attempts after 250 churches phone call email foot tromping and everything else i had to almost i almost went homeless so i had to transition to hunting for work and then uh agency helped me out to get through the season got my va disability and now was a trek of me for the next seven years having 70 jobs in the next seven years it was such a struggle so I wish I was kidding on those numbers. I have W-2s and my taxes can prove it. One year I had 12 jobs within 12 months and 12 separate W-2s. And that wasn't any other side hustle money that I was doing in between to take care of a family because I had four kids and a wife at the time. And now I have four kids, a wife and a father-in-law. So now my house is seven. So I the next seven years I was working on my business, but grinding out, doing any job I need to go and do from vacuum sales to IT support, to catering, to, I'd have to go down the list. It would just go forever, but oh yeah, contract trainer, worked with the government, then worked with the army, stopped, worked with the Navy. One of my coworkers shot 12 people. I have such a maraud of stories. It's crazy, but that's what brought us to start doing this. It's like, we want to do what the mission we have that God's called us for, instead of just sitting here and working for quote unquote, the man or the government, and then things go away. Cause we've had so many things like just fade away. We're like, Hey, if it's going to fade away, let it fade because God makes it fade away. Not because of somebody just saying like, hmm, no. <laughs> so, Okay, listen, real quick, uh, Wesley, thank you for joining us on Clubhouse.
If you have a question on Clubhouse, if you're watching, I got four people that are watching. If you guys are watching, uh, just flash your mic, and I'll wait for a minute where I can stop with Daniel, and I will ask uh, Daniel whatever question you have for him. Um, I'm going to do one more plug because I was supposed to do it at the beginning, but these are my shoes. There are not many like them. And these are from Ryan Hunt at Mountain Up Nation. And they say climb or die. I don't know if you can see that. And they got the little panda in the back because he's Pando Media. I've been waiting for these for a while. They came in today. They're very comfy. and uh, But I can't wear them outside because it's wet and muddy. And, you know, they're, they're brand new. So we don't <laughs> want to get those dirty. Uh, and, uh, again, the people that are on Clubhouse, I really appreciate you guys uh, listening in there and all of our listeners that are watching. Uh Man, I, I didn't know what I was getting into, Daniel, quite honestly. I wish I would have researched a little more uh, to find out more about you because you have such an interesting life. Uh, and how old are you? I mean, this isn't a short period of time. No, it wasn't. So I went in the military at 18, and that was in 2000. Now it's 2021, so I'm 39. I'm almost going to be 40 in December. So it's been a long in short road i mean everybody says like life goes by so fast well it doesn't go by fast for me it doesn't go by slow it just goes if i'm serving my community it goes by fast if i'm doing a task that i hate oh it goes archingly slow so so <laughs> as long as i'm serving my people my life goes by fast I'm, I'm very thankful for the opportunities i've had and i even have to be thankful for the trials because it wouldn't have made me who i was going to be if i didn't go through those things i can't serve the people i can if i don't understand what they went through, almost losing a marriage, almost losing a family, lost several jobs and businesses in one way or another. I had a quarter million dollar job at one point and I got challenged ethically when I was working with them for the business, but I had to let it go. And it was a, it was a struggle. Like we're in Arkansas and we're like, we have nothing after this. I'm like, well, God's going to go over and provide because I'm not going to be an unethical man because this woman's treating my executive staff like trash. And then come to find out the, the executive staff is related to the CEO and then tries to pull the whole family card saying like, well, this is my ex person. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. Respect is respect. And they said, what if you, what if it was your family doing this? I said, I hold myself higher accountable because I decided to become a Christian you can hold me higher accountable. I said, and then she's like, I don't think we get along anymore. I said, I don't think we get along either. And I walked out a quarter million dollars out the door. So you got to do what God calls you to do and to do the right thing. So, man, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go on a small rabbit hole. The hat that I'm wearing says pray. It's a patch. Mm -hmm. And, uh, this is a Richardson hat. It's a, it's a very nice hat. It's not a, it's not a cheap, um, you know, it's a really high quality hat and the work this was uh, done by get southpaw.com uh jd tyranny he's also another veteranpreneur uh that does my hats for me and uh does incredible work and i asked him a while back i and i'm gonna hit this the reason that i'm going down this rabbit hole is to ask you about something because you brought it up and so i'd like to talk about it um i I love to talk about God. I, I mean, my my uh, my podcast is God Country Coffee, and so everybody who signs up for it, they they, they have an idea that I'm going to talk about God at some point, and I'm going to talk about the country or something relating to that. And then, of course, you know, I always like to talk about coffee. And the reason I haven't been drinking coffee 
is because I've been drinking so much coffee lately because uh, I sample every batch that I that I roast that I, I'm trying to sleep a little bit. I know that sounds strange, <laughs> but uh, I'm on the uh, Coke Zero and water uh, thing right now. And so I'm, I'm trying not to drink any coffee after lunch. And, uh, and that's why I don't have coffee in my hand. But I just roasted uh, Wednesday. Um, and so, you know, uh, you guys can can follow the link to, to my page and you can look at my company from there. I'm not going to, I'm not going to plug it uh, anywhere on here. Uh, my name today is Tricon fitness uh, for coach Brian Stacy, uh, as I talked about earlier, and I'm going to, I'm going to pop up some of these things that, that some of my, this is Brian Gibson. Uh, and this is project Die Hard Again, another one of the rubber meets the road. And quite honestly, uh, Daniel, your, your mission, your, leave no marriage behind. Uh, let me, let me not skip over. So first I always thank God at the beginning of all my shows. I always thank God for everything he's done. God does has done so much in my life in 14 days time. I am leaving a job, a very well-paying job, uh, mm. coffee full time. And, and my wife said something the other day that just, totally struck a chord. And by the way, my wife's an epidemiologist, so she's, she's in the, in this daily COVID fight. Um, and she's a rock star as far as I'm concerned. She works way too much. People beat her up constantly on social media, on the County website and whatnot. And she's just, she, all she's trying to do is, is mitigate risk for people and, and they don't understand it, but she's, she's a rock star. And the other day she told me something, she said, you know, right about the time you started praying, uh, for a way to leave your job, you know, I got laid off. And so in my mind, I was like, well, okay, so I'm not ready to go anywhere yet. But then two weeks later, the county calls her out of the blue. She didn't even apply for that job. And they, they called her and they offered her a job making more money than she was making with the state when she used to be working full time. And so she had her retirement income and then uh, she got hired at the county full time. And then they made her job permanent because it was on a grant originally from the governor just for COVID-19. Then they, they, they made her job permanent. So in March, her job goes from uh, government grant to county funds. And then she got hired on by the church full time. And so she had to remind me recently that she said, I have three incomes, JR. I've got three incomes. And so, uh, you know, you can't deny everything that God is doing in your life and the business. And, you know, you're on a path. And so uh, you have to be obedient to what God puts in front of you and not worry about. It. And I still we're humans, right? Our flesh tells us to to worry, to be scared. Uh, that's a sin. And the, and the thing is, you have to you have to have enough faith. You have to have Abraham faith. God told Abraham, pick up all your belongings and leave. That's all he knew. And he said, pick all your stuff up and your family and go. And Abraham grabbed all his stuff and left. And so I I pray for Abraham's faith every day. Uh, And and I'm confident in what God's going to do. But my flesh still tells me, well, man, don't, you know, you got to worry about this. And you got and you really don't because God's going to take care of it uh, as long as you're obedient. And so with that, I'm going to lead into uh, you mentioned there what. Was there a defining moment in your life that you said, man, I got to put God and what he wants 
in front of everything else that I'm doing. Yeah. So there was two times I had to do that. Um, so going back, what happened was, is I had a quasi faith as a kid. We went to church, you know, you do that like Sunday Christian thing and then you start going Christmas Easter. But once my brother died, I, I said F you to Jesus. I never made a profession of faith, but you know, when you're in the church, you think that you are of the church and you really sometimes are not. So when my brother died, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. I said, F you to Jesus. I stopped going to church. I started just working on Sundays. It was time and a half, you know? <laughs> oh, logic I had as a kid. And going from there, uh, I left because everything was sucking. And when I got to basic training, God started nudging me, like going over and everything I did was wrong. It was like, you ever get those moments like when you're watching uh, the Aquaman, like my daughter was watching, he's like, I'm a blunt trip and I do everything great, but I was getting my, my ass kicked everywhere, blah, 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 blah. I'm only quoting because of the line. And that's what I felt like in basic, that everything was kicking my butt. It was like, I, I was just getting destroyed. I couldn't do anything right. So... I started going to the New Testament Bible because the chaplain said like, hey, you can take off your hat and smile and get away from the TIs. And I was evangelizing even before I was a Christian because they said, hey, come to church, that's an hour. They said, oh, we have this thing called uh, fellowship. I said, what's that? That's like food and fun. I said, two hours? I'm going. And then they said this thing called Bible study the next week. And they said, hey, it's another hour and you get to talk to people and you get to discuss stuff and spiritual things. I'm like three hours away. Oh yeah, I'm gone. I'm gone. And then I was trying to bring other people with me. And they're like, are you a Christian? I said, no, it's three hours away from, from, from this hellhole. I'm going. So they started knowing I was going and they started calling me reverend. So every night I was reading the Psalms or Proverbs to the entire flight. I didn't bring this on. They did. But it was fourth week when I was almost broken. They were like, I think I'm going to get recycled. It's over. I'm going to the chaplain. I'm going to just claim my insanity and go. This guy, I don't remember his name for the life of me, but... He was cool. You wish I remember his name, but I have no idea what his name is anymore. So if you're ever listening and you're that guy in my fourth week of basic training, October of 2000, October 3rd to November 17th, I'd love to re-meet you because you changed my life in that regard and God used you. And whatever words you said that fourth week and that night made me keep going and I eventually graduated. And I got to tech school and I became a chapel rope. So again, I'm doing all these God Christian things and everybody thinks like, oh, you're already there. I'm like, I'm not even close. I'm doing this because of people. I have a God-shaped hole and I loved people and I was using people to fill that hole. I was like, grab that in, whatever can shove in there. I just went and did that. So I did that the entire year of tech school. And then I finally get to Shaw Air Force Base. I'm like, I'm in the sticks. I was supposed to go to England. I was supposed to be aircraft maintenance. I was supposed to work in those units and be a real man, you know, like, you know, like we say certain rates or MOSs are real Navy, real Air Force, real everything else. And then I get shoved into admin. So I'm a noner, as the old world called it. And I wasn't, you know, quote unquote worthy. And it's like, so I go to this base and now I'm in a typically female career field. And these women are powerful even then. But at the time, you know, you got that stereotype in your head. You're like, I'm working in a career field of ladies and I was supposed to be in a quote unquote real man career field. But no, they're tougher than steel. So don't ever think your admin ladies or guys are not strong. They are. They control your whole entire career with the power of the pen or the typing now or the swipe. So I get to the base. 
And this guy says like, well, you're not aircraft maintenance. You're like a non or you shouldn't be in this unit. I'm like, man, just kick me in the sails. And I saw this blue piece of paper because I was like dejected. I'm like, I don't belong to this base. I really don't quote unquote belong to the Air Force. I'm in stereotype that I'm a loser and all this stuff. And I see this blue piece of paper in a day room and it said like about a Bible study. And I'm like, well, those people were cool and basic in tech school. I'll go hang out with them. Screw these aircraft maintenance people. You know? So I go and I go to the wrong Bible study. It, it said Tuesday, but I read it real fast. I went to the Monday one. They're more, they're more of the liberal side of Christianity, as you call it, you know, tongues and raising of hands and anything else. But, you know, outside of that, they were cool. Then I, I said, and I asked him like, is this the Tuesday night Bible study? Like, no, it's the Monday one. I'm like, oh man, what's it what? So I went to the Tuesday one. That was more fill in the blanks. I told the guy, I said, I read the Bible on a dare when I was 12, like in five days. I don't know these fill in the blanks, how to fill out like Leviticus five and Ephesians this and whatever that. So, but you know, cool people, I went. And then I got invited to a Friday night Bible study. So I'm doing three Bible studies a week. I'm going to like a couple of church services. I look like I'm a holy roller. I'm like, but I wasn't. I mean, so, but that Friday night Bible study led by a guy that was uh, dependent, uh, but his wife was a major. It was the first time that when somebody spoke about that stuff, it resonated with me. It wasn't like, ah, oh, piffy, whatever, grab a little thingy and pull it out and say, ooh, I can use this for the day on my Facebook page, whatever. We didn't have it then, but you know, those types of things. It was the first time it resonated with my soul. If you ever watched a movie and see those moments that like the lights go low and there's like a light on you and a light on the other person and there's like a bunch of people in the room but you forget that there's hundreds of people in the room it was that type of moment so i kept going every week and basically he asked me to get baptized and i was like okay i'll agree it sounds cool it's people again i have no idea what i'm going to i'm the person that i hate signed so many things back in the day What'd you do? Sign up your whole entire life and blood? Sure, that's it. So, so <laughs> I did that. And he's like, meet with me every Wednesday and we'll go over and what this baptism looks like. I'm like, sounds like a briefing or a training. I'm getting my five level in the Christianity, I guess. So I'm like, so the week before I get baptized, I told him about my IO week and I'm a dumper naturally, you know, without having faith, I'm like, Bleh. Here's my dad. And I throw it out there. And he go, he told me how much I sucked and how much I need Jesus. Like he like spiritually kicked me to I've only had that twice in my life. One for my wife and one from that guy. So that guy did that. And I sat there for three hours. And if everybody knows what those commander chairs look like, I don't care what branch you're from, that red velvet riveted chair that has the rivets wrapped all around. They sit in there when they're doing a change of command, or you go in somebody's commander's office and you're like, oh God, that chair scares the out of me. I was sitting in one of those chairs in his house and I didn't know it at the time I was sitting in one of those commander's chairs and I kept rubbing the rubbing the rivets the entire time. I'm like, why am I staying here? I should throw the chair at him. I should go over and just punch him in the face and leave, you know, do that mm thing, you know, you know, and I sat there and took it. He just kept telling me how much I sucked in like many ways of Sunday. And I'm like, Sunday went by. I'm like, he's still going. I'm like, so, but I stood there for three hours and I internalized that. So I didn't have the look of like, hey, you're doing this. But inside I'm like a raging dude, like gonna go slap somebody. 
And, and I said, Brian, I don't know the reason why I stayed, but I did. And I walked out and then I get into the car and I drive home and I'm like, you get the cojones back on because now you're away. It's kind of like when you're in the car and you road rage and you get out and like, ooh, little bear, you know? So I was like, I'm not going to go to his baptismal. I'm not going to phone call him anymore. I'm just going to cut him off. And I was like, that was like a Wednesday night. By Saturday night, all the stuff started permeating me. And I'm like, I really do suck. And I really do need Jesus and all these things that I have. And I'm a very angry and bitter man. And I don't want to do that anymore. So that Sunday I got baptized. I was like February 2002. And that started transforming my life. That works well for some people initially. That whole Paul version. It's like, hey, I'm going to hit you in the face and give you 21 words and make you blind. And three days later, you're going to be like, oh, you know, that works for some. But that doesn't work for all all the time. So that worked for me initially. I had my conversion. But the guy, I'm going to say this word, not rudely, but the Southerners say, bless their heart. So it was one of those moments like he didn't know that that method can't be used all the time. You have to know the person to use the method. So he kept using that same method for like 18 months. So when I got orders to Germany, I'm like, I'm rebooting my faith to where I need it to be. And that's another reason why I went to Germany. So that was my beginnings of my story of that particular guard. But it wasn't until I got Germany, I had a man love me for who I am and contextualize discipleship. What really crafted me to start doing these things in the business because the man, he's still a friend to this day. He's really busy, so I don't get too often to talk to him, but his name is Bern Salter. He's a navigator. He helps other military men and women walk their faith through discipleship. And now he disciples those people that go out in the field and do the harvest. And he loved me for who I was. I had to wait for him forever because he was in the States. I guess something happened with his family. He was there for like nine weeks and everybody's loving like, oh, you want to meet Vern? He's awesome. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, it's like talking about a famous person. I'll never get to see this dude. He's like, never coming. But nine weeks later, he came and he discipled me for two years and he really shaped on who I am and who I've become because of that. And that's what I try to do with every person that comes to our business. You got to contextualize to the person. You got to take the pain. You got to take the mess. You got to take the junk and then go over and help them transform it to a message, transform it to a purpose, transform it to a mission so they can go over and thrive. And that's the reason why we started consulting compared to counseling. Even though our website's counseling, it's just to get you in because you don't know what consulting is, but you know what counseling is. We don't want to give you a diagnosis. We want to give you healing and a mission and a legacy. So that's how everything ties together all in that one synopsis. That's uh, you know, you hit something there that I like to talk about. Um, and, and I think it's uh, it's something that plagues uh, the American church more than, than any other. But when somebody comes to Christ, I think we fall short a lot in the discipleship that needs to happen immediately. Because uh, if you're not helping them along, you know, <clears throat> the closer you get to Christ, the harder the enemy comes to attack you. And mm -hmm. if you've lived your life for yourself, your whole life, and then all of a sudden you decide, okay, I'm done. God, I can't do this without you. I need you. And mm -hmm. you surrender your life to Christ. Well, that's like a major event that the enemy sees. And they're like, oh, I got to go. I got to go beat this dude in the head before he keeps going down that path. Mm -hmm. And 
if there's nothing on the end of that in the form of a church, right? Church family, discipleship, disciple maker, somebody who's coaching you along, which I fortunately had, but I my you know, I didn't do that with my son properly. Mm. And so my son veered off and went back to just doing his own thing. And sometimes he shines through, and sometimes you know, I don't know where he stands today. Mm-hmm. But I know that he surrendered his life. I know that he's going to be in heaven. But it's we. I think we fall short so often in the part that comes right after you. Someone says, "Hey, you know what? I am hopeless uh, on my own, and I do need God." And then you surrender your life, and then now you need somebody uh, to be pulling you along, to be saying, "Hey, listen, you know, I'm only five steps ahead of you. I'm only." You know, I may be 20 years ahead of you, but it doesn't matter if you're 20 years or two steps uh, in front of the person that you're trying to help. You can help him. Hey, don't step right there, because if you step right there, this thing's going to come up and puncture your foot and you're going to cuss and it's going to be bad. And and so just step over that and, and come over here. And that's part of discipleship. And so. um Hi, Katie. Katie just tuned in. She's uh, the first person that I spoke about. But, um, you know, if if you don't have that discipleship to Mm -hmm. back up, to support somebody, uh, they can easily turn back to doing their own thing or running from God uh, or, you know, I mean, worst case scenario, you know, they run straight to the enemy. And so uh, that's really cool that you hit on that because, so many people miss that, you know, and and our commission, the second that we surrender our life to Christ, the great commission that, that we find in Matthew is that we're supposed to go out and make other disciples. We're supposed to go out and spread the word. And that's exactly what you're doing with Leave No Marriage Behind. And yeah, so- and I wanted to emphasize on that point because, and I'm only using my book as an example, not as a prod to buy, but if you go into chapter two and you use people puzzles, uh, this ties to everything. So people puzzles is going over and understanding what personality style God has given you. You could use disc, you can use Myers-Briggs, you can use bank code. I'm certifying the majority of those. It doesn't matter the model, but the thing of it is, no matter if you're wanting your marriage to thrive, wanting your family to thrive, you wanting your business to thrive, or you're going to go over and come from a Christian viewpoint and you want to disciple people, you have to know how God's wired you and you have to know how God wired his people and the people that are brought into your life. When that guy ministered to me, it was initially good because I needed that. But after that, I needed something different. I needed more nurturing. You know, I shot out real fast, but I didn't have strong roots. So I needed someone to light the claw to cultivate, to loosen, to aerate and weed. So I'd be able to grow. I love that analogy. <laughs> Infomercials are great. But so with that, it, that didn't happen. He kept trying to, quote unquote, loosen me to get me to grow more real quick. But I wasn't I wasn't a bamboo shoot. I'm like, I initially grew up real fast, but I'm not meant to grow 90 feet all in one shot because actually the bamboo takes five years of watering to grow that 90 feet in six weeks. And you have those type of people. Paul was that type of person. Peter was not. Peter can initially go get the and then after that. You needed to bring him back up, but that's Peter. Thomas needed evidence. 
He needed to touch the holes. He needed to go touch the side. And he was that why person. You have other people that need that nurturing soul, like, you know, the woman at the well. Like, hey, I'm going to give you the truth, but I'm going to nurture you at the same time. So you don't understand that. doesn't matter if you're coming from a secular point of view or from a biblical point of view, wanting your marriage to thrive, wanting your family to thrive, want your business to thrive. You want to disciple people. You want to evangelize, whatever it is. If you're not contextualizing on how the natural wiring of God's made each and every person on the planet first, it doesn't work. That's why I can connect with so many people, because he's given me this general revelation that the world is written. Dr. William Motson and Disc, uh, Sherry Tree on Bank Code, uh, the Myers-Briggs type indicator, the two women, the Myers-Briggs ladies, the mom and the daughter. No matter what it is, if we don't understand both sides, general revelation and specific revelation, we could, we could, quote unquote, understand Christianity all we want. And we lose a lot of people because of that and vice versa, that we have a lot of opportunity to really connect with people in that realm, and we can't. So that's why I do what I do. I try to, there's very few times I talk about my faith publicly, interviews, obviously, but outside of that, I try to give the general revelation that will apply, so then they see the heart of me, of what God's made in me, so then they can get that specific revelation. Because until those people have had that transformation, we can't hold them accountable, number one. And number two, we need to love on them where they're at. And Jesus always did that. The people that were secular, not of the, not of him, he loved them where they're at on how he they were wired. And when they had that transformation, then they brought the specific revelation in. But he still contextualized it the way they were wired. Paul writes differently than Peter. James writes differently is what you call it. Moses was different. Why can Moses question and Paul can't? Paul's doing it out of arrogance. Moses is doing it out of wanting to be right for him. It's two different ways. So we have to do the same thing in everything we do, no matter if it's raising our business, raising our family, or anything else, is that we need to really get to know ourselves so we can get to know others, so we can love others from the bedroom to the boardroom. That is profound, man. I, I, I can't tell you how much I, uh, I, that's just amazing. And I, I truly wish I would have read the book, uh, at least parts of it before we, we met. And, uh, I I'll be honest with you. I didn't expect, to uh, to book the next three months in one day. And so, uh, <laughs> go research everybody and try to, you know, pick something to talk about. Uh, it's been real easy, you know, uh, God makes a way every, every time. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so what are the kinds of things do you do besides the marriage counseling, which, you know, talk about, I mean, you've got other stuff going on. You got a lot of stuff going on. It all leads everything to one another. So let's just picture it as you getting out of the NSA or whatever, wherever you're at before. So if you're a military veteran, first responder, and, or you're a government civilian typically. Thanks, Katie, for going over and sharing. Um, I think I know Katie, that name's familiar. But <laughs> so, so no matter where you're at in your life, our goal is to help you transform. So this is the easy way to understand it. Like when we do our show in week one, we want you to transform in the bedroom. The most important transformation is with you and your spouse. We get it backwards all the time hey, let's go get my doctorate degree in this thing and go work for a job. I know CIOs have been laid off. I know people that lost tons of money. That GameStop thing made people rich and people poor. Every seven to 10 years we go and we, 
what we want to do at Learn and Live is for you to focus the opposite way, which is countercultural, but will carry legacy wise. So we start in the bedroom. If you can connect deep with your spouse, sexually, mentally, emotionally, socially, spiritually, you get that mess right and clean that up. Now we can pour into the living room and you can serve your kids together as a unified front. That's also the living room that we do. So we do living room consulting. So if you're already doing well in the bedroom and you're only needing the living room, we can do that. Then if you're already thriving in those two areas and you got to the service and you're like, I'm struggling in the boardroom. I don't know where to go. I don't know where my mission's at. Hey, I need resources for jobs right now. I, I'm in survival mode. We want to be there to go over and consult you. So that's boardroom operations. That's three of the things that we do with Learn and Live. How we get the message out there, which makes us look busy, is going over and doing social media and then doing a podcast. And then we got an opportunity a year ago to do digital TV. So we use all these fronts, including the books, to go get the uh, out there, to get it out there to serve. And the longevity of that is to then open up places called the Veterans Project to now serve the veterans that are struggling in those realms at an extremity of homelessness to go over and do that. And we want to go over and complete missions, not compete with missions. So also our goal is to, as we learn and live, we partner with like people, uplift their brands, get their exposure out there. That's what the podcast is for. So we uplift everybody to complete missions to then go over and to rewrite the script for veterans. Because again, I was wrecked in many different ways. I, I was wrecked emotionally, financially, spiritually, all these things have happened. And we're like, we wanna be holistic in that regard. So as we grow, each of our war hero to superhero consultants will help you grow in the room or rooms you're wanting to grow in. And if we're not the best fit, we're concerned about completing your mission and we're gonna connect you with other people like missions if you want to get into coffee roasting we're going to connect with you if we're going to go connect with hats we're going to connect with southpaw if we're doing apparel i can't do apparel ginger and dave i'm going to go refer to ginger and dave to complete your mission so it's all holistic so it's never overwhelming for us because we're just going instead of going shallow and wide like we tend to do when we get out of the service or get out of the force we go narrow and deep and we only focus in the here and now for you to go over and thrive if it's your past hey, I have past abuse and everything else, we're going to refer you to a counselor so you can get healing and release VA, those types of things, whatever service that you're looking for. But if it's the here and now to get you to thrive, we do that from the bedroom to the boardroom. And that's our whole entire mission. And as we grow, we're going to find more war heroes, superior consultants to empower them, to empower other veterans and first responders and military. So it all holistically ties. So even though we look like we're everywhere, we're not. We're trying to get the message out there to complete the rest of the missions. And our biggest heart and biggest goal is to complete the missions of other people's missions. So that's why we got into the digital TV. So if you're thriving, we're doing well. And that's what we do in a nutshell. That's a, that's amazing. Uh, I'm going to share another comment here from Katie. Um, Katie, again, Katie does um, some very not drug, you know, healing. Uh, and she does so much for veterans. Uh, and her comment here, I think, really speaks to you, obviously. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, breaking down the individual segments. And, uh, and I, I just think that, that 
you've you're, you've got something that is unique. Um, first off, I didn't know about your you know I didn't know about your life that you had a really difficult life, and you know a lot of people sometimes will use that as a crutch as to why they can't get past something. Um, mm. You know, they'll say, well, I, you know, I really can't do that because I had this happened to me when I was a kid, or I really can't do that because this happened to me in my first marriage or, or whatever. And so to have a comprehensive program like you have that you can address any one of those deals. And like you said, though, it's got to be in the here and now, because, you know, one of the things that I really want to do with third day coffee, Seguin is to, um, let veterans know that because we're not stupid. We're not naive. We all understand that when you go to the VA, the VA is going to cover their rear end. And the way they do that is by, you know, here, take these pills so that you don't have thoughts of hurting yourself or somebody else. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, you're falling asleep. Okay. Well here, take these pills so you don't fall asleep while you're driving, you know, so that, that we're not liable. And, 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 I, you know, I know they're working on their processes and I know they're working on their, on their, uh, on their, their image and everything else. Uh, they're working on their health care. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. I understand that. But what I want to do, and it's very touchy because I have to be careful how I say it and how we do it physically, but I want veterans to understand that. And, and I'm not the example because if you, you know, and Katie tells me all the time that I'm too hard on myself, but I've abused myself physically I've gone from 400 down to 200, back to 300, back to, and I, I do this constantly. Okay. And mm -hmm. so I'm not doing myself any favors, but I don't take a lot of pharmaceuticals. I, I take a blood pressure pill and I take one for arthritis, but I'm, I want to have a program that my company supports that shows veterans, especially guys, veterans who are in crisis, that there is an alternative to, pharmaceuticals, that there's an alternative to chemicals, that there's an alternative to alcohol in a form of, you know, medicating yourself. And I, and I want that to be all natural. And the best way I know is God. And, and I, I know that it's not a fix all for everybody because uh, you have to have a certain level of faith. Uh, mm -hmm. You have to have a certain level of experience uh, with how God works in our lives to, to be able to just to, to drop it all in him and say, listen, I'm having these horrible nightmares and I can't sleep and I'm going to stop taking all these drugs and I'm going to put it in your hand. And I, you know, some people can do that. I can do that. Uh, yeah. but I want them to understand that there's another way. And, and I'm going to plug Katie cause she's, she's watching you know, Katie does this uh, in a very different way as well. And she doesn't, you know, she's not into the pharmaceuticals either. And so um, I think, you know, maybe you and her could talk about some kind of collaboration. Who knows? But uh, I think what you're doing and what she's doing are actually ended up in the same place uh, on the back end. Uh, but if people wanted to get a hold of you besides the website, uh, what's the best way for them to reach you? The best way is Facebook. Um, so we're on Facebook, we're on YouTube, we're on Twitch, we're on LinkedIn, we're on Periscope, we're on Clubhouse. Uh, we also have our digital TV show on Guiding Star Veteran TV Network. So if veterans are ready to take their mission to the next level, get their message out to 200 million people across 193 countries, Facebook is the best way to DM me 
wherever your mission is at, we want you to go over and thrive. If we're not a fit for your mission, we want to help you complete your mission. So go over and contact us. Every military veteran and first responder gets 20 minutes free consultation in that regard. So if you're just needing a connection to go over and to have a quick understanding of relationships, I can give you a 20 minute lesson. Hey, if you're going over in the IT sector and you're wanting to go over and to connect in there, do that. Hey, if you want to do speaking or teaching, I've had 70 jobs in seven years. I want to take that wisdom. I've had seven rates in the military. I want you to go over Thrive. And if I don't know it, I'm going to get back with my team to go over and to get you to know it. So wherever you're at, Facebook DM message is the best way for me. Uh, military Marriage Counseling AZ, you can go over and connect that way, but it takes longer. So just direct message me on Facebook. I'm one of the few Daniel Fast that you'll see growing in the SEO. And, and we got the blessing pretty soon to be on IMDb for our TV show. So we'll definitely have that opportunity to connect, but always connect in that way. We'll eventually have a full website that you can access those services. But if you DM me, I can connect you with the rest of the services and, and empower you to get to your next step. So. And I'm going to put your, um, uh, let me see here, right here, Daniel, I'm going to put your Facebook link uh, in the comments here. Mm -hmm. And uh, Oh, I did that wrong. I did paste, not copy, copy, copy. Come on, wrong one. Okay, now I goofed it all up. Um, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, I, you know, it, it, you schooled me, man. I, you know, I didn't know um, what to expect. Uh, I don't know what to expect with most of my guests because, again. Uh, this happened so fast for me that I'm still playing catch up. You know, some of the guests that are coming next month, I know about. Uh, but, you know, because I've had relations, you know, ships with them for a long period of time. And mm -hmm. so um, uh, it was easy. But I tell you what, I've not I've been so surprised and so the people that have come on have added so much value to the listeners and you're definitely one of the, you know, you so much value that you have to add. Uh, you know, I've, I've told this to a lot of people. It is up to us to take care of ourselves. We are supposed to take care of one another and mm -hmm. the veteran community is so small. We need to be helping each other, especially at a time when our, our country is at odds with itself uh, but the common tie for all of us, regardless of what you believe politically or, or mm -hmm. religiously or anything else, is that, you know, whoever served, we can help each other. You know, we learned how to do that day one of boot camp. We learned it till the day our enlistment ended. And it doesn't matter if it's U.S. or Australia or England. I've got a lot of U.K. Uh, people that are on Clubhouse uh, that are veterans. And I, they're on my Facebook now. Uh, I've got some friends in New Zealand. Uh, that are military and and so it is up to us to pull ourselves up and to help each other up we're not supposed to give handouts we're supposed to give hand ups and yeah. uh, and you are definitely doing that brother and uh, i will promote you every chance i get i i think that that uh what you have is is so special and unique and again i appreciate you coming on uh and taking time and katie thanks for chiming in and and Brian Stacy and Brian Gibson and Frank, I am not gonna mess your name up, Frank. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
it it I'm just gonna say Frank with with uh, crayons ready to eat for the Marines, and <laughs> and uh, you know that's I mean I, everybody I've told that to they just crack up. And then Brian Stacy folks his Tricon Fitness it's on my thing, you know uh, sign up we got five spots left. Get your body lined up where it should be, uh, and it, and it makes everything else in your life so much easier. And uh, and Daniel's there to help you from the bedroom to the boardroom. Yep. Uh, Daniel, hang on for a second. I'll put you back in a green room. I'm going to close the 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 show out, and then I'll be right back with you. Hang on for one right. second. There you have it, folks. Uh, it is February the twelfth. Happy Valentine's Day to you all. I won't talk to you uh, till next week, I'm sure. Uh, again, please look at the comments. Uh, I put Katie's uh, link to her webinar that's coming up. I put uh, Brian Stacy's link to um, to the 7x7 Tricon Fitness. Uh, I put Brian Gibson's link for projectdiehard.org, and I put Frank's link to not just his fundraiser, but also to the video uh, where you can watch Marines eating crayons. It's it's just such a beautiful sight, I'm telling you. Uh, thank you all. I love you guys. Treat each other the way God intended us to treat one another with love, kindness, and respect. If you're a Christian, share the word of God. If you've been a Christian for one day, you can tell somebody who's not a Christian something because God will give you that knowledge that you need when you need it. It's If you don't believe me, go read the Bible. Read Paul, everything he wrote. Read James, everything that he wrote. Uh, and the trials that we go through, they don't make us weaker. They don't battle beat us. They build us up. They make us stronger. So put God way out in front, and I promise you, you cannot fail. I love you guys. I'll see you next week on God Country Coffee. Love y'all. Good night.